Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. As surprising as it may sound, sometimes choosing adoption for a birth mother may actually be beneficial for the other children that are living in the home with the birth mother. And that may sound completely inconceivable and impossible, but yet sometimes it is still the best choice for the birth mother to place her unborn baby for adoption. Today, we're going to talk about how, why, when, what, where, why a birth mother would make that choice, how it would impact the siblings, what you can do to make sure that you still have, you know, a connection and the relationships between the siblings and so forth. So, you know, 2020 was an absolutely horrific, difficult year for the majority of Americans. Unfortunately, 2021 hasn't started off with a bang either. Right. Um, I'm ready to cancel membership and uh, <laughs> delete this trial period. Just go straight because... to 2022. And... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's try again. Yeah. Okay. But that being said... Financially, it has been a very difficult year for many, many Americans. Mm -hmm. Um, It is also not only been just financially difficult, but it has impacted jobs. In in some instances, people's sanity. It's impacted um, just about every aspect of people's lives in one form or fashion. Sometimes if a birth mother, maybe she's a single mom and she was struggling prior to make ends meet, and she doesn't have any support with her other children. And, you know, she's $50 away from losing her housing and she's got other children in the home. And, you know, she's been accessing all the community resources that she can. And she, she just can't get her feet planted in the ground and rebuild. At some point when she realizes that bringing another baby into the family is going to not only create a hardship for her and divide her attention and her financial resources and 
her time and everything else and add another layer of stress because let's be real having a newborn is very stressful mm-hmm. from the other children adoption may be the right choice for her and the question that is often asked is well what about the siblings you know what about the child's siblings open adoption affords us the ability for that relationship to continue when i was placed for adoption um my mother my birth mother was had just turned 16 and she had my younger brother on her 18th birthday and then she had another uh, boy so my youngest uh, biological brother a couple years after that and we were in a close adoption so we didn't get to have that relationship growing up and it wasn't until we reunited that I was able to get to be a part of their lives had we had that all along I think that would have been amazing I think that would have been incredible and yet I still stand on the precipice that my mother made the right choice when she placed me for adoption. And I think that, that when, when we question or we, we make assumptions or, or try to presume why a birth mother is making a choice for her unborn baby, I think that's unfair because we're not walking in her shoes. We're not the one at the end of the day who may have a disabled child at home that she is trying to give all her time, effort, energy, and financial resources to, and knowing that an additional baby will take away that time, resource, energy, everything that she's giving to the one child to make them the most successful. And people say, well, we'll offer her resources, offer, you know, there's community resources. People can help, you know, as a society, we can, we can do this together. That sometimes only happens for so long. And people, when they rally support around somebody, it's great. But how long is that going to be substantiated for? How long are these, these good intentional promises to this, this mother really going to play out? Is, you know, in, in two years when she no longer has a, a newborn or a baby at home and she's still in the same place and she's still struggling and, and doesn't have enough time or she's not able to better herself and finish her high school degree, get her diploma or go on to college so she can make more money and obtain a job to really support the children that she currently has. Like it it becomes a cycle. Right. And so a lot of moms are choosing adoption for their, their unborn babies because they're breaking the cycle for that baby. When my mom chose it for me, she broke the cycle. So can it be beneficial? Yes, it can because the siblings can still have a relationship. It's a different relationship than if they were growing up together, but it's still a relationship. And again, if you are already in, imagine if you are, here, here's a good analogy. If, if you have somebody who's in, in a pool and she is, is not a strong swimmer and she's holding on to two children already and she's barely keeping her head and their heads above water, and you hand her a third baby, what's going to happen? They all sink. And so when when we work with moms that have other children in the home, yes, it is a very difficult decision. I don't want to make light of the choice. It is very, very difficult. But I will say that the moms that have had to make that choice, when I have spoken with them afterwards, they in their heart know that it was the right choice. It was difficult. And it was a choice they wish they'd never have had to make. But in making it, they were able to start walking back up the hill. 
because they knew now what they had been faced with and mm-hmm. they knew where they had to go. And I think that the children that are in the home with the birth mother, you know, explaining to them if they're of age that this baby is going to live with another family. I think providing reassurance, sometimes we bring an adoption counselor in to help talk with her other children to help explain this is still their brother. He's going to be living in a different family. You're still going to have contact with him. There's still things that you can do to try to help explain the situation to a child. You also obviously always just want to give them the information they're asking for. You don't want to give a long story. You don't want to pin the responsibility on them or make them feel like they are the reason that their mother is choosing adoption for their sibling by any means. But sometimes, again, if you use the the swimming pool analogy, when, when you're thinking logically, what is the best for this, this baby and the children I have, sometimes making that choice of adoption is the best choice. Another thing is we often focus on how beautiful the choice is for the adopting or the, the child being adopted. But I think it also needs to be emphasized that this is not just a loving choice for that child. This is a loving choice for the child children who are in the home already, because it does afford them the care and attention and time and money and whatever resources they have already been getting instead of depriving them of that. I, I, and I think that really needs to be reinforced. I completely concur. And I think, again, once we can remove the judgment piece and erase the stigma of an adoption choice, I think that will basically empower women to do what is right for them and their children. And we've always on this podcast stressed the importance of life. And I think, you know, given the choice to, you know, a sibling as an adult, look, you know, looking back, if, if they were to, to be asked, you know, your mother was pregnant and she chose adoption, I think they would much rather have that than the abortion alternative. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously been in this situation firsthand Although the other children, your brothers, were not in the house yet, they came after you. Have you talked to any other, say, adult children or at least more mature children who have been that part of the adoption process, the siblings of the child who was adopted after afterwards and kind of gotten their perspective from them? Do you mean the, the, the siblings that stayed in the home yes. or the adoptee? Up either, but I'm more specifically talking about the siblings that were in the home and then another child was adopted out. I have spoken with some at adoption conferences, Mm -hmm. but again, very, very, I haven't had a lot of contact or interactions or the opportunity to really talk with many. Unfortunately, on reunifications, there's not a lot of research in terms of the biological siblings and Adoption is still not openly discussed amongst people of our age, if you will. Okay. As much as we would like it to be. And slowly it's opening up. It's, it's becoming more a social norm to be able to talk about it. But right. And with each successive generation. Yeah. You know, I have had more interactions with adult adoptees that have had communication and been in contact with their 
biological siblings. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they're very excited. If, it, if it's a positive reunification experience, they're very excited to get to know uh, their siblings. I know that when I got to first speak with uh, my brothers, it was almost surreal, if you will. You know, I found that we were very similar in ways that I would have never imagined prior to meeting them. You know, none of us like seafood. Um, we all liked horror movies. Our favorite TV show, and these are my brothers, was Little House on the Prairie. I mean, we all had the exact <laughs> same preferences. Right. And so it was almost surreal, I guess, is, is, the, is the word. And uh, my youngest biological brother... Uh, liked Little House on the Prairie so much that he named one of his sons Landon. And so, you know, for Michael Landon from mm -hmm. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. So it, it's one of those, those situations where I think when you were in a closed adoption and, and you reunite and you, you get to share all those, you know, experiences and memories and find out the similarities and the differences, that's fun. But now open adoption affords you to get to know them all along. Right. Whereas, you know, we would, we would, we play the go back and, oh, okay, well, what was your favorite song at this point? And, you know, were you wearing these ridiculous clothes and were you, you know, <laughs> uh, so I think that it was, I think it was really neat for me anyway, when mm -hmm. I got to meet them and, and go back and, and look at the, the similarities, the differences and, and go from there. But no, I haven't had much experience in or the opportunity to speak with people who their birth father placed a baby for adoption. I hopefully in the future, I would love to speak with more people about that. Um, again, that just hasn't been an opportunity that I've been afforded. I just think it would be an interesting perspective. Like you say, as time goes on and this becomes more accepted, I think that would be an interesting perspective to view and understand and see how they, how they grow up. I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, in closure um, for this podcast episode, the takeaway that I hope our listeners obtain is birth mothers are placing their babies, making the most selfless act. And choosing adoption is an amazing and beautiful choice. And to support and not judge would be the one request I would have and understand that we we're not walking in their shoes and let's go from there we have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24 7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112 or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665 we can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place provide food and clothing and help you get started on creating an arizona adoption plan or just give you more information Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.